Hello, I'm Patrick Chavis, and I'm here with Jacqueline Bircher and Nicole Lauren from Talkback Theater, and they're promoting their latest project, a staged reading of Another Revo Revolution at the Chance Theater. Um, hello, everybody. So, um, hey, guys, um, tell me tell me a little bit about Another Revolution, and uh, we'll actually start with what is Talkback Theater? Hi, so this is Nicole. Um, Talkback Theater is um, a stage reading forum in Orange County, California. So we're basically um, working on producing new works that highlight diverse voices and pretty much of topics that you might not necessarily hear about or they spark important conversations about political issues, social issues, justice, things like that. Um, we also strongly believe in um, conversations being started from that. So all of our readings will also be followed by a discussion with a with a team of panelists that relate to the topic of the play. So all of the um, works we produce are new works, haven't been produced before. And um, for instance, we have lots of great scientists and powerful women joining us for the panelists this time. So the reading this time is on March 8th, um, which is this upcoming Thursday. And then Jack, did you want to talk a little bit about Another Revolution? Sure. Um, Another Revolution is a play that I wrote. My name is Jacqueline Bircher. I'm the playwright. Um, and this play is a two-hander, which means that there's only two characters. And it follows the story of two science graduate students at Columbia in 1968 who are forced to share a lab together. And since one is an ecologist and one is an astrophysicist, they butt heads right away. But after the um, many different political events of 1968 happen all around them, they um, grow to become friends. How did Talkback Theater actually start first um, to, to Nicole? How did it start? How long has it been going on? So this is actually our second reading. Um, the um, company actually started in a text conversation the day after our most recent um, presidential election <laughs> with my co-founder, um, Emily Tukachipson. <laughs> I'm so sorry, she just got married, so I don't know her last name, but um, my co-founder, Emily, and I were having a text conversation about how we wanted art to kind of help us in this really time that we were both really scared about. So we wanted to make sure that artists had a voice and were able to spark a conversation and be politically active. So that's where we, this came from. Both Emily and I have backgrounds in dramaturgy. We met at Carnegie Mellon University um, and we're both here in Orange County now. And so we were like, let's do new works. Let's give people who are writing these works that are inspired by what's happening right now. So um, all we did an open call um, in April of 2017 to May of 2017 and we got over 500 plays. Wow. Um, which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, that topic of that one was just kind of open. It was something poli currently political, politically relevant, environmental, something that you have something to say with. Um, so we chose a play, um, The Plastic City, and we produced that in September. We were really happy with how that went. Um, that one was about a beautiful family story about um, environmentalism, responsibility, and and raising our young teen on the autism spectrum. Mm. So that was a beautiful play. And so we decided this time we wanted to do a by and or about women. And that's how we got this 
beautiful play by Jacqueline. Um, we received over 130 plays in just a month in October. And Jacqueline's was the clear winner in our heart. We just It's more than just about two scientists. It's about the nature of protesting in science, the female experience. She just kind of packs everything in there. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Like 500... Five, that's 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 amazing that you have to weed through so many things. Um, is there when you're when you're sitting these things out? Um, what is is there any like specific criteria that weeds it down? So it was five hundred, but you weeded it down, so it was uh, it could have been a thousand, but it was five hundred instead. What what kind of criteria are you sending out for these uh, these people giving you submissions? That's a mate. That's I'm surprised it's that it's that many. We were also shocked um, when we got so many that first round. We thought, okay, we'll get 100 plays. It'll be great. We had this whole thing set up. And what we kind of learned is that playwrights, they have work that is relevant and they want to share. Um, right. So it was just a very simple call on a few boards, and it kind of exploded. So right. for us, we were looking specifically at plays that um, we don't really workshop plays. So we're looking for something that's a little more finessed and polished. and um, after those 500 plays, we went through three rounds of reading, um, and then we ended up with uh, six finalists, and then another city was the winner, and the same thing happened this time with another revolution. Jacqueline, as far as uh, your experience so far with Talkback Theater, uh, what's your experience been so far as far as being accepted? And Yeah, well, the experience has been great. This is my first time working with Talkback Theater, and um yeah, it's it's been pretty exciting. I submitted my play um, around the end of October, and then I heard that it was going to be the latest staged reading early in January. And we've been um, working on some, well, I've been working on some revisions since then. Um, my conversations with Nicole have been really, really great. I'm really excited for everyone to see it. Are, are you from Orange County? Are you local? Are you a local um, playwright or wh wh where do you come from? I am not. I, uh, I'm i a New Yorker. Um, I am a born and raised New Yorker. I am in New York right now. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to uh, be introduced to the Orange County theater community. Will you, be coming, will you actually be coming down to see the reading or will you be staying up in New York? Uh, I will be in Orange County for the reading. Yes, I will be there. Awesome. We're so excited she's able to join us. And then one thing mention, I'll mention, Patrick, is another mission statement of Talkback Theater is um, we believe in paying artists. Yeah. So along with um, along with choo choosing the play, we also um, award a stipend um, for the playwright, which um, after months of research we learned is very rare. Yeah. Um, for stage readings, we found that a lot of playwrights need to basically produce their own stage readings. Um, specifically in Orange County, and both my co-founder Emily and I just that sat with us completely wrong. We feel like they did the work of writing this beautiful play. Let's help them get it up and seen by as many people as possible. So we pay all of our artists, including our actors and directors and things like that. What inspired you to pick the the 1960s uh, for for the uh, the time period, and what was kind of the inspiration for that? Why did, why did you pick that that time right now? And why did you think the 1960s was a relevant time to do a play about something that's happening right now? Yeah, so that's a really great question. Um, so after um, funny that uh, Nicole was saying that 
Talkback Theater was actually founded right after the presidential election because uh, this play was also, um, the idea for it was birthed just around the same time. Um, at the end of that year, 2016, I just felt like there were so many things going on in the world, you know? The news felt so overwhelming and endless. It just never stopped coming. And um, at the end of that year, even, you know, politically and also personally, there were so many things going on in my life. And I just felt like this overwhelming feeling can't be something that's unique to this time. You know, there have been so many times in our history where the political nature of our society has felt overwhelming. So I did a little bit of research. And um, if you thought 2016 was bad, you would you would uh, be shocked to learn that 1968 was much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I, I found a lot of um, comfort and also um, kinship in uh, the young people of that era, because I felt like there were a lot of similarities uh, to all of the political happenings that were going on at that time and our time. Um, in 1968, within a span of two months, um, Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy were assassinated. Um, the Vietnam War was going on. Uh, there were... Um, a bunch of union strikes happening in New York. There was um, a garbage strike, a sanitation worker strike, where uh, nobody picked up the garbage for almost 10 days. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Richard Nixon was elected. <laughs> so <laughs> um, there were there were a lot of similarities to that That's year correct. and um, and and yeah. the time period that we're living in right now. Yeah, there's um also also just to speak to it even a little bit more. Um, a lot of the issues of that time are also the issues of our time. I mean, you can see the parallels between um, the civil rights movement and the Black Lives Matter movement, and also um, like the gun violence movement versus the fact that Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy were both assassinated with guns. Um, yeah, the Republican versus Democrat debate. It's it's very similar to what's going on now. And there were a lot of um, they were back in the day. There were a lot of those were they were hip. There were a lot of hippies, but a lot of those hippies were younger people, right? A lot of younger people going out and talking against the government, actually being heard and listened to. And uh, it sounds like a lot of the the kids that that were in the, the shooting, which was yeah, obviously horrible, it's, but it sounds but they're actually it sounds like they're not just being you know being spoiled. People are saying, hey, they're just kids. Don't listen to them, but. A lot of people seem to be listening to these kids and they're, they're yeah. showing a lot of attention. Our country has a very long tradition of student protest and mm. I feel very proud of that. And I see the legacy of the student protests in 1968 in um, the student protests that are happening right now. And another thing that I think is really great to bring up is that um, at the staged reading on Thursday, there will be um, donations collected. And um, what I have decided along with Nicole and Emily is that all donations accepted will be going to the March for Our Lives organized by the Parkland students. So, so I've been to quite a few of, of, of a few of the stage re stage readings, so I I pretty much know what it's about. But a lot of people, even people that are really into plays and stuff like that, uh, wouldn't necessarily go to a stage reading or won't wouldn't even necessarily know what it is because they're like, what these people aren't going to actually act in the play. <laughs> So, like, uh, one of you guys could, like, maybe give a good explanation to anyone who's listening who's never been to a stage reading, 
why they should go, what's interesting about stage readings, and uh, yeah, if you could, either one of you guys, if you guys could elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that first. So the reason we love stage readings so much is because it's an opportunity for a playwright to really hear their play. Um, so you might not have all those technical elements. Um, here at TalkBack, we do a little bit of blocking. So the actors will be moving around a little bit and there will be um, indications of set pieces and um, there'll be some props. There's lots of candy in this play. Um, <laughs> so we'll have, um, so it's not completely weird. And it's not your traditional um, just actors behind um, music stands. But why we love stage reading so much is it, it's not about the big spectacle of theater. It's about the work. It's about the words. It's about what you're hearing. So the great thing about stage reading is you really get to focus on the story. It's just you're, it's like you're sitting in the living room hearing a story told. And that's why we love it so much. And it's kind of what brought me to theater. I know that's what brought my partner Emily to theater. So that's why we love stage reading so much. And um, I know in the past time, it was super helpful for our playwright to hear for the first time an audience laugh at jokes an audience react to special moments. So you as an audience member are really helping create the piece and help it in its journey. So you hear that? Like it's, uh, it sounds like stage readings can be probably very educational, especially if you're looking to go into the creative um, arts in some way, if you're trying to go and become uh, a, you know, a director or you wanna write a play or you wanna do anything that has something to do um, especially with, um, you know, a visual moving art as like theater or anything like that. I think uh, from what I'm hearing and from what I've experienced with stage readings, these are great for the artists to kind of get a good audience idea and stuff like that. So you're not just like, oh, this is this product, this product I made. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. How many people have read it or have seen it live? No one, but I just know it's good, but it's great to have that real audience thing. So like if I'd really suggest anyone who's listening, if you are a playwright or someone that's in the Orange County area or you want to drive down a little further down to Anaheim to, you know, um, to see this process, um, these stage readings are great places to go. You can find them in LA. You can find them in Orange County. Um, the Chance Theater is a good place to, to, is a good place to see this kind of stuff. They've, they've, got, they've got a really good stage area and stuff like that to really see things and you can hear things pretty well. So um, uh, would, would, yeah, you guys, would you guys agree? Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I agree. We're really lucky to be part of the Chances Visiting Companies program. So we're um, a visiting artist in their theater. So we get to use their facil facilities and it's a beautiful um, facility. It's at the Cripe stage. Um, Jack Chesney, you're gonna love it. It's got this beautiful lobby. So we're really, we're really lucky to be inside and just in a theater space. Um, part of TBT's mission is also being nomadic. So we're never in the same theater twice, at least for as we start, because um, we want to reach different communities and different aspects of Orange County. So we want to make sure that we're, um, our last reading was actually in Garden Grove. So now we're at Anaheim. So we're hoping to be possibly in Santa Ana or something more in that area next reading. So if um, someone comes and just to see the reading and stuff like that, and I mean, by any chance, they're like, hmm, I really, really liked uh, Another Revolution, but I noticed a plot hole or something, uh, you know, or anything like that. How do people, how do people um, get to express their opinions or anything like that with these kind of things? 
Well, that's part of why we have the discussion afterwards. Yeah. Um, you're more than welcome to especially express if there's a specific part of the play that particularly moved you or if you had questions. That's part of why Jack Lynn is on our panel. Um, we also have those experts in science and um, student activism there in case you have questions about issues that the play brings up as well. So that, and so they can share their personal experiences that maybe will highlight things that I think Jack, Jacqueline does a beautiful job of relating the 1960s to now. It's, it's like looking into basically, I immediately related to it because she really hammers on those feelings that a lot of young people are feeling now. So it makes, I think she kind of hit it on the nose that it's like, it's kind of this kinship that like, we're not alone and it's something we're gonna get through. As far as uh, you being a writer and stuff like that, um, some writers are, are like to stay really, really close to their material. Other writers are just like, they write it and then they send it out. Um, what kind of writer are you and uh, how, how, how involved do you think you'll be with Another Revolution? Um, I think that I'm a writer that likes to play, especially with my collaborators. I'm really, really excited about uh, being able to be present at the rehearsals this week. Um, I think that theater belongs to all of the people who touch it, not just the playwright. Um, so I always love to hear um, the opinions of my director and my actors if they are feeling that something is really resonating for them or something quite working. Um, I love to be in that um, playground space where we are able to take risks and make changes so that um, everyone really feels like they are a part of. Do you feel like this this play that you that you've written? Uh, what genre would you would you categorize this in? And uh, and and what and like what what can they uh, what can they kind of can we kind of expect? Is this like extremely extremely dramatic, like through the whole thing, or <laughs> is it comedic? I don't know. What what what's the feeling? What is the feeling you you would get? Do you think you get from this? Well, it's definitely not extremely dramatic. There are a lot, there's a lot of humor and um, a lot of jokes. Um, and I think that that is the genre that I like to live in as a writer, um, kind of a, a background of dramatic material, but um, these characters use humor in their lives just like we use humor in our lives. Um, no situation in anyone's life is purely dramatic. Um, and I think that there is a lot of lightheartedness to this play as well. And that are going on around these two characters are quite serious. Um, these are two characters who are just students at a university while all of this very serious, these very serious events are going on around them. And um, that doesn't stop them from being people who, you know, like to laugh and joke and eat candy. Mm. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about the play is because it has this huge dramatic background to it and it's so lighthearted and funny and just beautiful that way. I think that's what really touched us and one of the reasons Jacqueline's play got chosen. Mm. Is there, is there, um, when it comes to like, it sounds like, this, I mean, the play is about these two people being stuck and having to, uh, having to deal with each other. But is there, is there, a, as far as the message is concerned, is there a message of, is there more of a message of like a compromise and working together, or is it more of a message of like people are different, people don't change, but we have to get along? What, 
what's what's uh i mean there's uh what's what's kind of what ultimately is kind of like uh the theme or the message there i mean you could go with you i guess you could go with either one like some people are like people don't change you can't no matter what you do or say they're so stuck in their ways there's no change or then there's i guess there's other people that are like okay people if if they can talk and stuff like that, sometimes reasonably can sometimes uh, compromise, even if they have strong beliefs that are differing and be able to move and change from there. Um, is is there is there any, what, what what would you say? Uh, where is this where is this place sit? Or does it not sit with anything I just said? Maybe I didn't say. Maybe I'm completely off base. Um, I think that it definitely sits with. Um, the the latter idea that you brought up that um, spending time with people and getting to know them can change people's opinions. Um, that's not to say that um, anyone's opinions were wrong in the first place, but I do think that you know humanizing people who you might not um, otherwise be friends with or um, be open to their opinions or you're just not familiar with their opinions or the way that they see the world. So yeah, the um, the cast, the cast. You how did how did that how did you guys decide on the cast for this reading? Like, I mean, it's not like they actually have to like dress up in costume or get makeup or anything like that. They just have to read something. How do you pick that? How do you pick the right person um, to read your script for the reading? Uh, what's the process? Yeah, so we ha had an open call edition. Um, we uh, unlike most auditions, we have our um, actors actually read from the script as a cold read. And um, and as the director, I was kind of looking at an actor who can really just step into the play and just kind of already got it. And I'm very confident in the great three actors we have right now. Um, our lead cat is going to be played by Alexia Bradshaw. Um, she has a BA from California Baptist University. She's done quite a few works in Riverside and was so excited about joining us for this play. Actually commuted all the way from Riverside to Orange County. Um, yeah, which really far. If you, if you don't know the area, that's a, that's a far drive. That's a, that's a committed drive yeah. in Southern California. <laughs> so I was very excited. Um, I'm really excited to work with her. She's got this beautiful humor to her that I think is going to be really great to Kat. Um, we're having um, Bradley Roa II will be playing Henry. He is um, a local Long Beach actor who's been in quite a few things at the Long Beach Playhouse, um, like the recent, and he's also was in the recent production of Arsenic and Lace. So I'm really excited for him to join us um, for the first time at Talkback Theater. And then um, we also be having a reader reading our stage directions. Um, I kind of use them as a narrator throughout the play. That's something a little bit different in a stage reading because you don't really read stage directions in a fully product production. Um, so that will actually be taken over by Richard Comu. He is currently at the chance as the grasshopper and James of the Giant Peach, and he'll be joining us for the reading on Thursday. So we're so glad he was available to do that with us.